independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. SCOTUS hearing the case of abusive powers, the way I look at it. Showing people there in D.C. standing there rallying because they want their debt forgiven. And I'm sitting here looking at all these young people who want their debt forgiven. I'm thinking to myself, I know why you can't afford to pay your debt, because apparently none of you got jobs. Overnight, a group of demonstrators braving the winter cold and rain outside the U.S. Supreme Court, camping out for a front row seat inside the courtroom when oral arguments begin today on President Biden's ambitious student loan forgiveness plan. College freshman Ibrahim Mudassar speaking directly to the justices. You can help 40 million other people. Uh, in the United States and jumpstart their path to freedom as well. The latest Quinnipiac poll shows a majority of Americans support the plan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who supports this, by the way? And by the way, you're a freshman and you're already asking for forgiveness for debt. That some wipe away here of uh, just sign this and we'll forgive debt. We're just talking off the air. Producer Anthony's like, man, I wish they would forgive my car loan payment. I wish they could do that. Based on what? Some special thing that they put together? That some law was passed? Uh, some bill got through? No. Based on a 2000, I said yesterday, Patriot Act. I was like, it's the Heroes Act, 2003. There's so many acts from back then, right? You got that. You got the Sublime. You got, I mean, anyway, we're going back a ways. I'm sorry. You signed a piece of paper. You knew what you were doing. And now you want almost a half a trillion dollars forgiven. And there's two lawsuits that are approaching. First, it's the Republicans who are like, hey, uh, yeah, you guys can't do this because this is going to hurt these states who've guaranteed these loans. We've got all this stuff and you're just going to wipe it away. Second lawsuit is people who aren't eligible but still have outstanding debt saying, wait a minute here. Why not us? Because you're means testing it. Are you blanket kidding me? This is ridiculous. So we're just going to wipe away your debt. Well, the majority of Americans think this is a good idea. A majority of Americans would like free money. I looked it up. I held a test. I mean, I held a poll. A majority of Americans would love a free $100 bill. Duh. Who's paying for it? Because it ain't free. How have they been injured by the federal government erasing federal debt? We put that question to Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt. He's the former Republican attorney general of that state that brought this case to begin with. Interesting answer. He said, look, it's expensive. It adds to the national debt. He says it's unfair, this policy. And he says that the president overreached, that it's an abuse of power. Yes. Because it is. If you're just going to start wiping away debt, start saying, hey, this group of non-elected bureaucrats gets to say, eh, get rid of debt. What, what are we going to have? Based on the HEROES Act. It's ridiculous. And the fear, obviously, is if, you know, I mean, what happens? Let's just say they uphold this. And I don't know if that is. Again, it's six to three. The conservative majority, you would like to think that, that that if you're going to forgive debt, you're going to forgive these kind of things that somewhere, somewhere along the line, Congress will grow a set of something in the future and say, you know, guys, we should stop giving our power away to other portions of the government to make serious decisions. All I see on television is a bunch of young people are going, I want free stuff. Plenty of jobs out there. Plenty of opportunity out there. 
But you're out there going, I want some free stuff. Man, I mean, still, they, half of these people are still in college. I, I, they just showed a woman who's going there to fight for her free. She's getting on an airplane. That one free. She's doing like a TikTok and she's wearing, you know, uh, the AirPods that cost like 250 bucks. But you're pissed about your payment? Legal scholars on both ends of the spectrum, conservatives and liberals, uh, have written the Supreme Court in amicus briefs, strongly telling the court that this is a mistake. <laughs> it's, it's wrong for the court to take up Missouri's case in part because of the precedent it would set. Yeah. So far, 16 million have been uh, granted this before it was a halt was put to it. 24 million have applied. 40 million are eligible. And the cost would be 400 to 500 billion dollars lost. Well, not to each state, yeah, but to the federal. We're adding more money to something. And you're essentially just purely buying a vote at this point in time. Just wiping it away. Why couldn't we at that point in time just say, hey, screw it. I'm going to get rid of some of your mortgage. I'm going to get rid of... Well, that's just stupid. Is it? Is it? And this is coming from a group of people that have moved to the sense of, I want to do what makes me happy. I want to do that makes me smile. I want to make my heart sing. It's Monday. Let's just do the bare minimum. I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Recording to a new TikTok trend. Mondays should actually be about doing almost nothing, as little as possible, and not feeling bad about it. This is something called Bare Minimum Monday. You knew it was time for something new. So one Monday last year, you woke up and gave yourself permission to do the absolute bare minimum for work that day. And everything felt different. The pressure was gone. Your work was easier. And you felt better. Yeah, yeah, you totally did. I felt so much better that I just didn't have to do the work I had to do because I needed to. Oh, so trying after having two days off and then them wanting me to come in and work most of the day and in some occasions just work from the house because that's the way we've set up the life that we're leaving. And at the same time, I need to whine and moan about the fact that I took out a loan that I'm not repaying fast enough or shouldn't be. I should have to repay because I was duped into something. Oh, for the love of sweet Jesus and all that he looks at and goes, what are you guys kidding? You signed that paper. You said you're going to pay it back. And it never addresses, and this is the other thing, none of it ever addresses the reality of the fact that college is ridiculously expensive. And you're paying for what? An experience? You're paying for what? Administrators? Tons of those. Go look from the 90s till now. How much the administrative side, the bureaucracy side of colleges has grown compared to the professor side of things, the educational side. Go look at that. So now we have bare minimum Mondays, but also could you please forgive me of my debt Tuesdays? It's a thing. It's a real thing on TikTok. And there are a lot of young workers who are saying, look, the Sunday scaries turn into this unproductive anxiety. There's no such thing as the Sunday scaries. It's, 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 uh, responsibility Monday. I got to show up. They're going to ask me to do something. 
I don't want to do something. Workers who are saying, look, the Sunday scaries turn into this unproductive, anxiety-ridden Monday, the least favorite workday of the week. And so they're focusing on a little bit of self-care. They're easing out of the weekend and into the week and saying they're going to do the very bare minimum. It's the latest in, remember, quiet quitting. And there's cyber loafing where you look like you're busy at work, but really you're using the company time and material for, you know, doing your own personal stuff. This is not helping your argument with the American people when you're like, hey, we want you to forgive all of our debt. By the way, we're also going to cyber loaf. We're going to do the bare minimum. We have the Sunday scaries and we're anxious about everything. We're anxious about everything in life. Cyber loafing. Yeah, that's where I go in and pretend to do something. In reality, I do jack squat. I don't do anything. I got to ease in. Right. Because I don't want to be too worked up. I don't want to do too much. It's a burnout prevention strategy. Oh, yeah. Like there's a reason the tortoise and the hare story has stuck around for so long. Now, please explain to me. We have the tortoise beat the hare because the hare burned out. No, the hare was a jerk. The hare could have won, but the hare ran around and screwed off and didn't do the things it was supposed to. You know what the tortoise never did? The tortoise never stopped. The tortoise went forward. The tortoise didn't take a break. You know what the the hare did? The wabbit? The wabbit taunted, goofed around, played around, slept, did nothing because thought it had it in the bag. And you know, at the end of the day, you're right. The tortoise won because the tortoise never stopped. I was in corporate America for three years, spiraled into burnout, so fast. It only took me to age 25 to wind up with several health issues. Like I was in a bad place. Because your heart doesn't sing? Then you find another job. But don't do it on my time. Don't do it on my time. Don't say, you know what? I'd love for you to employ me. I'm going to work three days a week, of which you'll probably get out of me 50% effort. Give or take. Some weeks you might get 60. Some weeks you might get 20. Because I want to uh, make my heart sing and I want to feel good about myself. One morning I woke up and audibly gave myself permission. You have permission to do the absolute bare minimum today. Insane what happened the moment I let myself off the hook a little bit. Just listen to that. I gave myself permission to not work very hard, but to take your money. Then go start your own business where people don't have to work very hard. Put your money up where people don't have to work very hard and stop asking everybody to forgive your damn debt. 323 538 Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. I do. A lot of stuff to get to. We'll have more on this. Uh, Mike Lyons, our military analyst, is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about what's going on in Ukraine. It's been officially a year now, and we're hearing that there may have been some issues in Moscow today with drones. Uh, well, that that's very interesting. Again, what's the first thing that gets, you know, first casualty of war is truth. So even if there was, is it really Ukraine? Could it have been something else? Could it be the Russians? But we got a lot to talk about with him as well and some stuff about COVID, obviously. Love watching the media twist in the wind as they try to explain 
the whole COVID potential lab leak thing while they were telling you over the last two and a half years, you can't talk about it because that's not real. If you talk about it, you're an I, you're, 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 you're a QAnon conspiracy nut job. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, uh, Raycon, best earbuds around. You guys know that. Talk about it all the time. Amazing speakers, incredible gaming headphones, and everything in between. They got to buy now, pay later, which is awesome. And they got a 30-day uh, happiness guarantee. If you're not happy, you send your stuff back, get your money back, no questions asked. Why do I love my Raycons? First of all, the quality fit when it comes to my earbuds. Second to none. Just incredible. Sound quality, second to none. And a price point that is perfect. About half the price of other quality uh, quality earbuds. Anyway, you got to have these things. And you're like, no, not for that price. I can get something better with easier sound quality control right here with Raycon. That's why I love Raycons. Customizable sound profiles, noise isolation awareness. You got the great, you know, uh, soft gel tips. Perfect for your ears. Plus, you got clear, coal sound quality, which is awesome. Water and sweat resistant. You got the everyday earbuds. You got the everyday speaker. Each one of them have tons of talk time and listen time. So what are you waiting for? Buy now, pay later. Free return guarantees if you're not happy. And trust me, you're going to love this. And save an extra 15%. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad today to get 15% off as well. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Buyraycon.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say The intelligence community is divided on how the pandemic started. According to the Wall Street Journal, the FBI agrees with the Department of Energy that it likely began with a lab leak in Wuhan, a conclusion they reach with moderate confidence. But four other intelligence agencies have determined the virus was more likely spread through natural transmission, a human being exposed to an infected animal. What do you believe? Here's the thing with me. We're never going to punish China because we don't have the cojones for that. We're not going to do anything that costs potentially 7 million lives, uh, give or take, because we'll never know the real number, that costs anywhere between 18 and $24 trillion in damage, not to mention the mental health side of things for kids and people that were locked up around the globe. I mean, we can go on and on. So we're not going to ever come to that conclusion. Because China's never going to allow us to. But I go back to this. We weren't allowed to even ask the question. We weren't allowed to pose the question of where the hell did it come from? Now, you could pose that if you said you guys are stupid out there. If you think it came from a lab that happens to be studying coronavirus in a certain type of bat in Wuhan, it came across the street at the market where the bat would have to fly 800 miles to be caught around here and brought in here. And you know, no, 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 no. You know, they stupid to think that 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 happened. No, this was just a natural occurrence. And it was also natural that it knew the body so well. And that was able to jump from body to body at a rapid pace. Oh, jeez. No, you couldn't ask the question, and that's why we should be pissed. Right? Whether it was, does masking work? Couldn't ask the question. You couldn't. 
You could be a respected scientist and doctor one day and say, you know what? I believe, based on the research I've seen, that this thing probably was tinkered with inside of a lab and got out. Malicious or not, we'll never know. Again, China's never letting us in. But if you asked that way, you, you were damned. You're a, you're, a, you're a kook. You're a freak. right? You're a denier, a science denier. Because we, the moral, we, the people that lead with feelings, not facts, we get to decide what's real and what's not real. It's a bunch of crap. That's what pisses me off. And watching the media spin in circles, trying to CYA themselves, because they were a massive part of shutting people down for asking the question, is hilarious and now that they've got to go out and report on it you'll never get an i'm sorry or we screwed that one up know that it's good to ask questions no matter what it is you should be able to have your thoughts your ideas challenged because if you're afraid to have them challenged it means that you don't think they have a firm ground to stand on 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your Twitter. It's been over a year since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And uh, where are we? Mike Lyons joins the program. Talk about that. Talk about what Dmitry Medvedev said last week about moving the borders in Poland. It's ugly. It's ugly indeed. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah. Ukraine's a nightmare. Big time. Big, big, big time. Battles going on. It's getting uglier. Uh, China is, of course, in the, the crosshairs now of us and them. Not to mention the fact that the aid that is going to uh, the Ukraine is going to be in the cross. It's going to be a huge deal in this next election cycle, uh, Ukraine and what happens there. Uh, not just the money we're giving, obviously, what's happening with China and them. Janet Yellen, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, she has been in Kiev underscoring yet more support from the United States. $1.25 billion in economic and budgetary aid. That is part of a $10 billion package. And as we go into the second year of this war, it just feels like the global fallout is just growing. The United States is warning China not to arm Russia. It says if it does, the consequences for this country would be dire. President Biden has said if that happens, the United States would respond. I don't even know what that means. Respond how? Just curious about how we're going to respond. Like, what are we going to do to China? Does anybody know? Does anybody have any ideas? I mean, the the reality is we're just talking about COVID. More than likely, at least the question should be asked, they, they, they it's something escaped from a lab. In China, they knew that it was deadly and potentially 7 million plus people. 
up to 25 or so trillion dollars lost, not to mention all of the other things when it comes to lost education, all this. We didn't do anything. No. No. Out of, you know, who knows what? We don't want to be called xenophobes. The world doesn't want to be mean to China. So, but the world also worships the dollars, worships the pound, worships the euro, the lira, whatever it is, the worship is there. We like cheap goods. We want to be able to sell our products there because it's such a massive market. So if I'm China, I call the bluff all day long. Hell, what do you guys want? We'll give you airplanes. We don't care. We know nobody's going to do anything to us. Because I don't know if we, I don't know if us in the West has the, look, if a fight came down, there's no doubt in my mind who would win. I don't for a second think that they would win. But I think that we would never want that fight like maybe they would push to want a fight. We would give in. We would allow certain things to happen until it got to the point where it was, you know, ridiculous. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, absolutely. And frustrating as hell. For all of us. But alas, this is where we are. This is where we are. And what's going to happen? I mean, you know, we're hearing today that there were drones that hit overnight into the wee hours of the morning in Russia. They hit radio, television hacks. They hit certain things there in Moscow. They closed down in St. Petersburg, the, the airspace. How real is that? Because what dies is the first thing or the first casualty of war is truth. That's 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 the truth on that. Because we don't trust anything. And that's part of the whole conspiracy theory side. I was talking to my uncle last night because you guys know he, he and I, uh, uh, we goof around. We talk about a lot of different things. We call it the ride home. And we always we 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 record it, but we never release it because we're like, we're still going to get canceled just because we're so full of baloney and goofing around. Uh, you know, the stuff we say, but the facts are is it's good to question, but you get to the point where you question everything. You start even questioning yourself and not in a good way. We're like the conspiracy is the conspiracy on top of the conspiracy. It's like watching the Ant-Man movies, like how many different levels of, of, you know, of, of universes do I have to go to? And you start thinking to yourself, I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> I've watched some of those, you know, it's like, well, I'm in the quantum verse. I'm in this verse. I'm in that. You're at the point. It's like, I don't even know how to get back. <laughs> where did you live? I couldn't tell you. So when I see that there was a bunch of, you know, I've heard today Belarusian separatists. I've heard that it may be a false flag because what I put it past the Russians, I've, all of those things I've heard. But if it's the Ukrainians and they're getting into the drone, crashing into their buildings and blowing stuff up, that's a whole new level of the war that we've not seen. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, a lot of the other things. San Francisco's got reparations. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But the way they came up, the math formula on how California came up for it is pretty awesome. Uh, I, I, I laugh at some of this stuff, but this is what happens when you allow certain things to take place. 
and you allow blue states to run wild uh, uh, and blue cities to run wild and do crazy stuff. You allow homelessness and all this stuff. Case in point, Portland. Looking at you, Portland. God bless you. I love it. Beautiful city. Can't go there anymore. It's gross. Why? Because you've allowed it to become the same thing. I can't go to San Francisco unless I want to smell urine and just look at people have sex and crap everywhere. Outside of a few areas. San Francisco? Hmm. Portland? Huh? Southeast Portland family says they've had enough of a seemingly endless string of intruders next door. They say they have empathy for the homeless, but now they say their own lives are being put on the line by fires that have nearly spread to their home. They say they're at their breaking point because of what they say has been problem after problem for the last five years. Fires have been happening off and on, major ones, and this last one actually came to our property and set our property on fire. Within 12 hours of that first initial fire, another fire popped up and they had to be called again. Oh, well, that's your fault for having a place that you could live being a sheltered individual. That's your problem. They have every right to start a fire. That's the way some nut jobs look at it. They have every right to do that. They have every right for those things. You are a lucky person who is sheltered. They are unsheltered. Jacob Adams has been pushed to his limit, forced to buy his own fire extinguishers. My wife was screaming and propane tanks were igniting off on the fire. He recalls multiple thefts off of his property, even allegedly catching one culprit red-handed. Sorry. Adams says the list goes on and on, claiming drug use, fights, and the like are all too common right next door at this home with eviction notices galore. I don't know how many times I've talked to police because people are, you know, screaming or someone's ODing. Countless, countless first responders called. You know, we all have to love our neighbor no matter who they are. But at the point when they start setting your place on fire is maybe when it becomes more difficult. Maybe? It's not about having a disdain for the individuals. And I think this is where people who, who, who when you bring up the, the unsheltered, the homeless, the drug addicts, uh, the the lifestyle of hippiness that has been transformed to drug abuse, the mentally ill. This is where everybody loses the plot because some people say these people just need a hand up. Look, they didn't just miss a rent payment. They've gotten to this point because they've made poor choices along the way. Tons of poor choices along the way. And it's not about whether or not you like them or don't like them. And you can sympathize. The reality is, is I don't like the way that you've allowed this to happen. Whether it's San Francisco, whether it's you, Portland, Seattle, anywhere. I don't like the way that you've allowed this to happen. You've allowed this to take root. You've nurtured this insanity. You've, 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 you've watered after you planted the seed of insanity. You continue to give in over and over again. You make it about feelings and not fact. And be damned all of you who complain about what's going on. Be damned. Doesn't matter that you don't feel safe. None of that matters. Running over there, I had to drag it about four times. had to drag the hose back. This 83-year-old vet, like Adams, is at the end of his rope. And I felt safer walking downtown in Saigon when I was over in Vietnam than I do here in Portland. Both men fearful they may have no choice but to leave the city 
they know and love. I was born here. I love this city. It's the best city in the world. And it seems like all the stuff that they're doing is enabling the homeless people. But when we call them, you know, it's like everything's on deaf ears and the police hands are tied because they can't vacate people. No. And, and you just heard that there, right? There, that to me was amazing. I felt safer in Saigon than now. Ooh. Yeah, I felt safer in Saigon than I do now. And because of that, I'm thinking about moving because you've enabled people in the want to be fair and equitable and kind and not push anybody and say that everybody's got their rights to do whatever they want to do and camp wherever they want to camp and do any of those things. You've allowed them to feed their addiction. You've allowed them to commit crimes. You've enabled them to make things worse for everybody else, including themselves, because you want to feel good about yourself. In Jacob Adams' words, he just wants something, anything to be done, whether it's from the city or the homeowner, he doesn't care. He just wants he and his wife to feel safe once again in their own home. Yeah. Portland's not interested in that. They're not. 323-538-2423, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things. There are other things, and there are plenty of other things. We're coming up, we're going to talk about San Francisco. They're, they're, how they've got to the tabulation for their reparations is spectacular. <laughs> it is spectacular. How'd you do it? Oh, it's a super tough. We had to pull out an abacus, right? We got actuaries. We got all this stuff. We put it all together. You guys are going to hear this for me. You're going to be like, wow, those guys were working hard. And gals, and gals, don't want to leave anybody out. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. To Twitter, your Instagram, Swiss America, right? You hear all the chaos, craziness, Ukraine. You got, you know, everybody's going green, and we're mining, and we're doing all this stuff for EV. You got the tech world. Silver is poised to make a move. It's a great way to protect yourself in the event of inflation. And what may happen? Taking a small portion of your portfolio, putting it into coins, actual, tangible coins. The Walking Liberty half dollars right now from Swiss America are $12.50 each, delivered directly to you, and they were minted from 1916 to 1947. Now, they can be yours for just $12.50 each. Now, it's limited 250 per customer. You're going to want to do this, though. It's great. I love these things. I've been collecting coins since I was younger. I think it's a great way for everybody to have something tangible in front of you right there. And they make everything easy at Swiss America. Right now, get your Walking Liberty half dollars for amazing low price, $12.50, by calling or texting uh, Swiss America, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Chad, SwissAmerica.com slash Chad, Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. (gasps) I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms said it had proof that the Branch Davidians, an offshoot of Seventh-day Adventists, were illegally modifying and stockpiling guns at their compound called Mount Carmel. When ATF agents tried to serve arrest warrants, they were met with gunfire. 
Four agents and six Davidians were killed, and the standoff began. It ended 51 days later when the compound burned to the ground, killing more than 80 people inside. It was horrible, and I remember that. Today, it's funny, though, like they said, the 30th anniversary. It's not an anniversary. Like, you're married for 30 years. Like, that's an anniversary. It's like, they make it like, what do you get somebody on the 30th anniversary of something that was horrific? (laughs) I don't know. It was. If you don't remember it, you know, maybe you're a little bit younger and you're only uh, a few years old. Maybe, uh, you know, you're much younger and it happened afterwards. It's like we work some we work with a couple millennials who it's that are here and they were like, I was two when, you know, the towers fell. I'm like, oh, you know, because you think everybody remembers that. But it was a horrible situation. Right. I mean, you had David Koresh and uh, there was, you know, this this there's no doubt there was weird stuff going on in there. But then you get into the Bureau, you know, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, the ATF, the search warrants, the firing, everybody freaked out, the FBI. Next thing you know, you got tear gas flying everywhere. It just became absolutely horrific. And he was a nut job. There was no doubt about that. That being said, they made him a martyr to some people, including a few people like Timothy McVeigh, who then in the uh, 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 the we're going to get back at you, bombed Oklahoma City along with Terry Nichols. So but it was just it was it was horrific. Because that was one of the first times, I think, because CNN was right in its heyday of the breaking news and it was news they weren't there was no people giving you know their opinions it was just news and watching it day by day you know going back there and then there they were and they're all out there and they're filming it and they're playing music and they're doing all this stuff and who knows what's going on and they're intercepting it you know calls and and you know communications between and it's people come out and give a briefing and then everybody go back there and you see everybody standing behind their cars with their guns and it was a you know looking for signs of life and movement and then all hell broke loose but you could see the hell breaking loose and then it just went sideways then it burned down it was horrific in today's world they would tiktok the hell out of it Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. People are still asking questions. Hey, is is anything going on in Ohio? Are we going to fix that problem? Ohio's EPA says the city's municipal tap water here is safe. Still, residents here are stocking up on free cases of water. And at the city council meeting last night, I got a chance to speak with the mayor of this town. He says while he's been critical of President Biden for not visiting here, he says that still going forward in the coming weeks, a visit from President Biden would go a long way to reassure this community and restore faith in the safety of its water and air what was well, so wait him showing up would you be like you know what i wasn't going to breathe the air or drink the water or plant anything but now that the the oxygen has shown up uh, i feel good about it no no i'm not drinking that water i'm not planting anything there are forty-three thousand animals plus that have died people are sick they've got chemical bronchitis and more And these are a lot of things that we won't even know how bad it is for potentially months or years. 
So you saying the tap water is solid? Now, thanks. I'm not trusting. By the way, how many of you out there just drink regular tap water anyways? Probably not a lot of you. You got some sort of filter on your on your refrigerator or on your faucets, your kitchen sink. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm buying all the things the EPA is selling right now. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. This here be the one, the only Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson kids are at the capitol making noise upset angry they want their free stuff scotus hearing the uh argument for and against forgiving student loans based on the 2003 hero act (laughs) which none of these kids are which and i say kids because the forgiving of debt A vast majority of the people I see at the Capitol today are still in college. You're not even paying your student loans, and you're already asking for forgiveness. And, of course, there's a lot that goes into it. One of them's racism. It's an issue with our system, and it perpetuates things such as racism and food insecurity. And so it's really important for all of us to bond together to kind of fight for this relief that we deserve. Everything about that is, where do we start? First of all, it's the system's fault. It perpetuates racism. Where you're going to college, you sign something that says you are willing to take out a loan to go to school. Then you throw in food insecurity. And then, of course, the magic, it's what we deserve. No, what we deserve is whatever we put into something and get out. That's what we deserve. That's it. You want free stuff. So you got to come up with all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't pay back your loans. I wasn't like taught about financial literacy and uh, financial planning for college, so I experienced the struggles firsthand. Says one person who wants still still in school. You know what? I wasn't taught either about, you know, how restaurants work. But I know if I go to one, they're going to expect me to pay or somebody to pay. Right? So you're going to be at college longer than I'm going to be at a restaurant. (laughs) You should know this by now. No, 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 no. Continue. When you're in a, a debt like that, 53 grand, my mom has more than that. You can't focus on anything but that. And that is uh, that hurts your aspirations, your futures, your goals. Yeah, it probably does. And it sucks because I think a vast majority of, of, of young people have been sold a bill of goods that the only way to do anything in life is to go to college. But have you have you exhausted every ounce of grants, uh, you know, 
certain loans that have virtually no interest on them. I mean, you can go through over and over and over again, scholarships, all of these things. Many people didn't. And some have. And it's ridiculous that some people have, you know, are still paying stuff 30 years later. It's ridiculous. I think we can all agree with that. But we're never addressing the elephant in the room when it comes to college. And why is it so damn expensive to go to school? You're paying for an experience. You're paying for a lot of different things. Do you get the, is the education worth it when you come out the other side and you're like, I'm $50,000 in debt to start? Wow, they've grown the administration here. But they've not grown the professors here. The education quality isn't any better, but they've got a lot more administrators here. Why is it so damn expensive? And we're laying groundwork here for the future people to come out. And by that future people, I mean these young people that are out there now who haven't started to pay back their loan. And they're already asking to not pay back some of their loan. Have we addressed why it's so expensive? We are one nation. We say that all the time. And this is the time to support us as one nation. We've bailed out many folks. Why not bail out the next generation who's going to forward this economy, this great country forward? Yeah, we've bailed out. I love it, too. We bailed out the banks. Yeah, we did bail out the banks. And then they paid us back with interest. Well, still, though, we, you know, we, we and I wasn't a big fan of bailing out the banks. I wasn't at all. And I'm not saying people don't need help. But what I am saying is we're never addressing the issues. Right? We've got people that run around talking about, hey, bare minimum Monday. If you've never heard this, listen to this. One morning I woke up and audibly gave myself permission. You have permission to do the absolute bare minimum today. Insane what happened the moment I let myself off the hook a little bit. And these are the same people that are going to the Capitol going, can I please have debt forgiveness? Wait, you're not even willing to work. The, you're just willing to do the bare minimum. And can I forgive you? What the hell is wrong with you? This is what happened when life is so easy and you've got everything in front of you and nothing to fight against. Nothing to fight against. And I look at the federal government going, why are you handing out massive amounts of money to people that are going to struggle to pay it back? You wouldn't do that. If, if you went today and said, hey, I'd like $100,000 uh, if you could loan it to me now. I'm starting a business. I got zero collateral. I got no credit whatsoever. If you could just hand me hundred grand to start my business, what is it? Widgets. Whatever it is. They would laugh you out of a bank. They would, but we hand kids money and they know you're signing into something. You've got to pay that back. You've got to pay that back. It is ridiculous, but if you're going to allow that stuff to just be wiped off people, just we're going to forgive it. What's next? I'm just curious. What about car loans? What about mortgages? Right? What about people who make under you know $100,000 a year in some places or 50 and other, and they've got rent payments that are too damn high? Are we just going to go, you know what, you as the landlord, we're going to make sure that you, you don't have to worry about anything. What about the debt? This is great. Almost a half a trillion dollars added on. I mean, we can go over and over again, all the things. But this has becomes a great talking point for the left because they can say it's racism, it's this. I, how do we even get to this? It's about debt. People are like, it's racist. 
So if I don't forgive your debt, it's racist. That's the dumbest thing. But you hit all the talking points. Food insecurity, racism, we deserve this, the system's destroying us. My God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, San Francisco uh, is going to... They, they've calculated their controversial $5 million payout to every black resident for their uh, reparations. Now, this does not include the $97,000 guaranteed incomes as well as full debt forgiveness. So how do they arrive at this number? So they have the uh, African-American, San Francisco's African-American Reparations Advisory Committee. He admitted when they asked about the formula, you brought in actuaries, you got out the abacus, right? You had the supercomputer, you were tallying up numbers, you were looking at how many residents qualify, how do we figure out who was, you know, who, what, when, how, and why? Do some people partially qualify? You know, all those things that you would have to if you're just going to start handing out money to the tune of several million dollars per person. So what was your math formula? We didn't have one, actually. Uh, they said they didn't follow a mathematical formula, but instead looked into states' history, California, which, as we know, was a slave. It wasn't a slave state. Uh, they said there wasn't a math formula. That's the chairman, Eric McDonald, told the Washington Post it was a journey for the committee towards what could represent a significant enough investment in families to put them on a path of economic well-being, growth, and vitality that chattel slavery and all other policies that flowed from it destroyed. Again, California was none of those things. <laughs> so I guess point that out. It was in a slave state. None of those things. Uh, the The amount and cost would absolutely destroy the city big time it would i mean you couldn't even you couldn't even fathom what it would cost the annual budget's 14 billion dollars the city faces almost a billion dollar deficit over the next two years and you're going to add more to it wow but i just love how when asked how did you get to this because remember, everybody's marginalized, and that's and and here's the thing: you being in a community of color, whatever it is, the Democrats want to make sure that they know that you know that that they look at you as weak and marginalized, so they can take care of you. That's what they want to know. They look at you and say, "You are weak," so I'm here to help you. You should be thankful to me. And I've used this mathematic equation by taking a long journey with several other people inside of a room. As we've come up with a fictitious number that will bankrupt us <laughs> and never happen. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff to get to. A little what's trending. Speaking of uh, of marginalized groups, we've got uh, some fun. Some fun with audio coming up this hour, including Iron Eyes Cody. And if you don't know who Iron Eyes Cody is, let's just say... He was the most famous Native American television actor who was from Italy. 323-538-2423. <laughs> My dog, Doodle, living his best life. 
Why? Because of the amazing Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens now and get a free bag. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff that we just sprinkle on top of his food every single day, and he loves the taste of it. And we love what it's done for him. He's had aches and pains and joints in his hips and knees, and he's happier and healthier than ever before. He's got more energy. It's a total turnaround for my little dog, Doodle, and I know it'll work for your dogs as well. Don't change anything. All you have to do is get the bag, Open it up, sprinkle it on top of whatever food you're serving them now, and watch the change. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. It's a free bag for you to try. You just cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Little watch trending straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to the Chad Autonomous Zone. Woo! Bipolar. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. No. Bipartisan. Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. Yes. The Chad Benson Show, where free speech and uncensored thought run wild. That's crazy. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Bring that grass, that plenty, Bush and Lester Banks, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly, beef, boom. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending in the world of stuff and junk and whatnot and who's a what. Shall we start with Twitter? It's trending there. Lots of stuff. Start with uh, Joy Reid. Of course, last night she went on a. Uh, uh, she was just very excited because Scott Adams said the things he said. The guy from Dilbert, who is uh, the the creator and the cartoonist, uh, he has uh, been, of course, canceled or whatever. But he, he just he moved everything. Now you can go over and see it on. Is it Rumble or Locals? One of those two. He was probably as surprised as anybody to find out somebody still had newspapers. <laughs> it's not very nice, Chad. John Fetterman is trending because his wife, she is such a solid wife. She cares. She's by his side if his side was in Canada. Because of the media circus, she's decided to go to Canada. And she just doesn't like all of the stuff that's going on. So she went to Canada to find out why their health care is so much better. And while John has struggled with depression and having strokes, uh, it's best that he and I are in separate places. <laughs> Good God, lady. Good God. Some of the stuff people tweeted about it was actually rather interesting. Uh, you know, actor conservative Kevin Sorbo tweeted on Monday, when I had strokes during Hercules, my soon-to-be wife, Sam, stayed by my side to help me recover. Why is his wife taking the kids out of the country? Uh, competition is over, says uh, Giselle F- uh, Fetterman. Edges out Meghan Markle and Jill Biden for worst wife in the world, writes one person. So she said it was just tough. My God, that's just, I've said this all along. She wanted the gig more than he does. And we're still getting no questions answered by anybody of when he's coming back to work and what the hell is going on. What the hell is going on? Some of the other stuff. Uh, trending. Fox. 
yesterday. Their their case uh, that's been brought against them by Dominion is continuing to show what a lot of people thought. A lot of people at Fox didn't buy the baloney that was being spewed. And, you know, as I tried to explain to people about the whole Dominion thing, Dominion provides something, right? So they provide it. So I give my equipment to you. If you were to do something stupid with the equipment, that's a you thing. You're renting it, leasing it, whatever it is. And the people went after Dominion hardcore, and many of them didn't believe it. Rupert Murdoch has come out and said it was wrong. Uh, you know, so, so, and, and the fact that they, you know, I'm a free speech absolutist, but when you're sitting there and you know, in your heart, it's a lie and you're continuing to put people on the air to perpetuate that lie and you don't believe it yourself. That's where I have a problem. And we all should have a problem. We should all hold the media accountable, right? Whether you're lying about a kid that's in D.C. for a pro-life movement and you're brandishing him a white supremacist. It's it's you know, we, we need to hold people accountable. And they said it was a mistake to put on Lindell and it was a mistake to put on Sidney Powell and many of the other people. And and it's just it's it's a, it's a mess. It was. And you continue to put people out there knowing full well that you were never going to prove anything. Nothing was ever going to change. And you perpetuated it. And you didn't have the cojones enough. And part of that is on us. And I've said this over and over again. Because we do not want to hear something that challenges our belief because we want something to be true. Right? You look at the people on the left. They didn't want somebody to tell them that maybe the COVID thing came out of a lab. Or maybe masks don't work the way you think. Or maybe the shot isn't 100% effective. If you did that, you challenged their belief and they wrapped themselves in the belief of Trump derangement syndrome. So they couldn't hear any of it. So they brandished you everything from a racist to 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 a, a science denier. Because they didn't want to hear anything. Same thing goes on this side. Got to be willing to hear the truth. 323-538-2423. Speaking of the truth, Iron Eyes Cody. Yeah, we know who you are. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Long before Liawatha, Elizabeth Warren, there was another famous pretendian, and his name was Iron Eyes Cody. If you guys don't remember that, you're like, he sounds familiar. If you saw him, if you're of a certain age, if you're over the age of, say, 40, 45, I know, old people, he left an indelible mark uh, based on some of the commercials he did and the parts he played, oh, yes, including one of the most famous parts of all time. 
Known to many as the crying Indian, Oscar Iron Eyes Cody had a successful career portraying Native Americans in more than 200 films and countless television shows over his 64-year career, culminating in one of the most famous and successful ad campaigns of all time, in which he was depicted as a Native American shedding a tear over the rampant littering problem in America. Some people have a deep, abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country. And some people don't. People start pollution. People can stop it. And I remember that as a child, seeing that, and he's standing on the side of the road. Why a guy in full headdress was standing on the side of the road. And somebody throws something out of their, like, Pinto station wagon. It's garbage, and it kind of rolls to his feet. And then you look up, and he's got a tear rolling down his eye. He was super famous. He was like, that's the most famous Native American we've ever seen. Oh, my Lord. Well, hold on a second. Ironically, however, Cody was actually the son of two Italian immigrants to the United States. Born on April the 3rd, 1904, as Espera Oscar de Corti, Cody's parents were both Sicilian immigrants. He grew up in Vermilion Parish, Louisiana, where his parents ran a grocery store. After his father and mother split up, Cody joined his father in Texas, where the family surname was shortened to just Corti. Oscar and his brothers, Joseph and Frank, eventually took off to California, supposedly after being exposed to movie making when a film crew used their farm as a set. They changed their last name to Cody and began working in Hollywood. Yes. So they changed their name, became famous for being... Na- now, I've seen him in a hundred shows playing Native Americans. Uh, and he was full of it. He was absolutely full of it. And it's super famous. And they're like, I was reading this article, and they said, wait, we need to retire this. We need to retire this. Now, remember earlier, or last year, uh, Sachin Littlefeather died. Now, you remember Sachin Littlefeather, 1973 Oscars, Marlon Brando goes up there. Guess what? Her family's like, she's not a Native American. She lied the entire time. Because this want to be something that is a marginalized group, because it helps them move things forward, is there. Now, Iron Eyes was way ahead of the game, along with Sachin Littlefeather. They were way, way, way ahead of the game. But they were Italians. They were not Native Americans. And they played this game. Man, you should be pissed! Throughout his career, despite several actual Native American actors being highly skeptical of his supposed heritage, Cody claimed that he was of Cherokee Cree descent. Despite other facets of his origin story that changed over the years, he frequently changed the stated place of his birth, perhaps to hide his true ancestry. While his brothers only briefly worked as extras, Oscar enjoyed a successful career portraying pretty much exclusively Native Americans. Good at his job, Cody appeared in over 200 films and TV shows and worked with some of the top names in Hollywood at the time, including John Wayne, Joseph Cotton, Steve McQueen. Yeah. Worked a lot. He did. And he was, again, his origin story was spectacular. He was born in the Native American part of Sicily. It's <laughs> just spectacular. Spectacular. But, I mean, all kidding aside, there's this want in this country for people to be something else. Right. The, the, the want to be something else uh, uh, that it's 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 this battle that's going. That's not just gender. It's identity, because if you feel that you can put yourself within a marginalized group, somehow that helps you. Somehow that gives you a leg up on something. I don't know what that is, but there's that sense that, oh, man, if I can become marginalized, if I could put myself in a group of uh, that, are, that is marginalized, this will be a huge winner for me. Now, how do I get there? What do I do? Well, now with Ancestry and all this other stuff, it's tough to do. 
right? You just, you, 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 it's just extremely tough to do. Because if you put yourself out there and you try to find, oh my God, I was this. We did one of those things. And look, there are several of the ancestries and, and those things that you can do. And, you know, depending on which family member got into it, you know, over here, you might be more of this, but then you find out, well, if I add this over here, I'm, I'm a little bit of this. But, it, you know, it's just hilarious. But people want to be in marginalized groups. And it sounds weird, but the reality is, is you feel like you've got something. And I'm not just talking about color. I'm talking about gender identity, part of the alphabet army, as we always joke about here, putting yourself in something where you could say, well, I'm part of something. I'm part of the greater good fighting against whatever. I'm marginalized. So therefore, you must recognize me as such. This guy did it solely as an actor. He wasn't in it for being a marginalized group. He was in it because he's like, it makes me money. Yeah, money. At least it made him some cash, some coin. But there is that want to be in a marginalized group. And I don't say that jokingly. This is Citizens for Sanity. I want you to listen to this because this goes along with what we were just talking about. Have you ever boarded a plane and thought to yourself, I hope the pilot is a transgender refugee? Have you ever gone to the emergency room and said, I hope my medical team is incredibly diverse? Have you ever moved to a new city and said, I hope the police department hit its equity goals for the year? If your answer to these questions was no, if you just wanted the most qualified candidates for the job, then you are normal. We're not done. But it's funny, right? I mean, it's kind of funny that they're poking fun at that. Absolutely. It goes back to people want to be part of this marginalized group. It's all about equity, diversity, because of the marginalized group. Or you can get a letter on the scoreboard. It's a win for you. And because it's a win for you, you can also maneuver within this to fit anything you want. You're a chameleon of identity, of gender, whatever it is that fits the moment. That's what you can be. Continue. But we have a lot of very not normal people running America these days. Left-wing politicians believe skin color or gender identity should determine who gets the job. Democrats used to care about the middle class. Now they just care about your race and your gender. And as long as Democrats stay in power, it will just keep getting worse. Stop the bigotry. Stop the insanity. Paid for by Citizens for Sanity. That is funny. <laughs> like, when you go to the emergency room, do you think to yourself, I hope my, <laughs> I hope the crew there's diverse. <laughs> That's so funny. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. We do have issues in this country, and it has to do with men. Yes, men, young men of all races, young men of all colors and creeds and whatnot. Yes, lots of issues. Why? Because uh, uh, they're not doing anything. This headline from The Hill, it, most young men are single, most young women are not. The story reported that as of 2022, Pew Research Center found 30% of U.S. adults are neither married living with a partner, nor engaged in a committed relationship. Nearly half of all young adults are single. Yeah, and we touched on it a bit last week. Uh, you know, a lot of times what you're finding is young women are dating older men. Why? Because they have their crap together, right? They've got, you know, they own a home. They've got a business. Women still 
for for all the 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 wokeness and wackiness, they're still dating with a purpose. Okay, for all the liberation, what they're still dating with a purpose. And what's that purpose? It's the same thing as it's always been for the his, since the history of man. They're looking over or woman or person kind and saying to themselves, "Could this person protect me? Could this person be a good provider?" Could the, those are the things they're looking at. And they look at somebody who's 27 with no prospects for anything uh, and still living at home and thinking that that person's not it. Turns out since 2019, the share of single men who say they're looking for dates or a relationship has declined from 61 percent to 50 percent. In 2018, 28 percent of men ages 18 to 30 reported they'd had no sex in the past year compared with 18% of women of that age. The Hill Report said men in their 20s are more likely than women in their 20s to be romantically uninvolved, sexually dormant, friendless, and lonely. They stand at the vanguard of an epidemic of declining marriage, sexuality, and relationships that afflicts all of young America. Yeah. And I look over there, too, and you want to know why we got so many problems is because we always joke about incels. Well, we're making a lot of them. And part of that, too, is also the fact that, men, you're failing yourselves in a lot of ways. And women, uh, there's a lot of women out there. You know, it's like we've how many times have we heard it? we've heard Dr. Peterson talk about it. We've heard it. Several other uh, uh, experts in relationships and sex talk about the fact that there's a there's a competition for men of a certain height, for men of a certain look, and that 90% of women want that, and the other 90% of the other 10% basically are stuck with the rest, and the men want this. It's, it, it, there's a struggle going on out there, and it's not good. We're not reproducing, and it's not just us. The, the modern society we live in is not reproducing. It's not. We're, we're having, I mean, we even talked about China on numerous occasions. Talking about the fact that they are seeing a decline in what is going on in their world when it comes to lack of women, lack of of relationships, lack of babies being born. And by the end of this century, they may go from 1.45 billion down to 500 million people because they're not reproducing. We're on that path if it wasn't for immigration. We're just not doing it. And that is not good. An expert quoted by The Hill said this disconnect can have catastrophic consequences for young men. Quote, in the worst case scenario, the young American man's social disconnect can have tragic consequences. Young men commit suicide at four times the rate of young women. Young men are largely responsible for rising rates of mass shootings, a trend that some researchers link to their growing social isolation. This is the American story. Failing young men does does not end well. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't end well. And men, we've got to do something. What is it? What is it? What's going on? It's not all men, but it's a lot of men. They're isolated. They're living off porn. Uh, they are. They just seem to have given up. And it's it's weird. And even the ones who were surviving, they're not thriving. It shouldn't be this hard. In a, in a time when you have so many things at your fingertips, but what has happened is they're isolated, they're becoming more isolated. That is not good for America. That is not good for mankind, personkind, womankind. It's just not good for us moving forward. And this is a real issue that needs to be dealt with sooner rather than later. But I don't know how you pull some people out of this because they're so isolated, you don't know about what's going on.
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. Bulwark Capitals. My buddy, Bulwark Capital. You guys got to like Bulwark Capital. See where the market's going? It's up, it's down, it's sideways, it's sideways, up, down, sideways. It's all over the place. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with your retirement? What are you going to do as you head in towards retirement? How are you going to position yourself to be in the right situation financially? My mother and I talk about this all the time because she's just now started retirement. It's all about what? Risk management at this point, and it's finding somebody you know is going to help you build something that you're working for, not just a blanket, you know, cutout that everybody else has. That's what Bulwark is all about. They don't have some blanket BS they're going to hand you. They're going to show what risk management is all about. If you're younger, you can take a little bit more risk. If you're older and you're in retirement, guess what? Let us show you how we're going to take away a lot of that risk and give you upside potential. It's that simple. It's their risk management strategy. They're going to show you what they do. Right now, I want you to do this. Go to knowyourriskradio.com. That's K-N-O-W, yourriskradio.com right now. And check out what they do and how Bulwark separates himself from everybody else. I send my mother, my entire family there, my friends there. Zach Abraham is amazing. You can hear him on our show on Mondays. He is great, and he will take care of you. Check it out for yourself. KnowYourRiskRadio.com. KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Investment advisory services offered through Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This is The Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. A moral high school senior rose to the occasion for the Nebraska State Cheer Competition in Grand Island. After three of the four cheerleaders quit the team, Katrina Cole didn't stop. Even if she had to do it solo, which is exactly what she did. main thing that was driving me was it's my senior year. I put a lot of time and sweat and tears into cheer. I didn't want it to end because the other three decided to quit. Yeah. First of all, let's talk about the fact that that's some all kids should learn. You don't quit. The other three quit. Secondly, why is there only four people on your cheer team? (laughs) But she wasn't going to quit. I love that. And if you haven't seen it, she went out there and did everything by herself. I mean, at that point in time, you just do whatever. You could be right shark. Was it right shark or left shark with Katy Perry? You could go out there and do that. You could just do your thing because nobody knows, right? I don't know what the routine is. I'm the only one out here. So how can I get it wrong? But she went out there and she did it. She didn't quit. She's like, screw it. I don't need you guys. You guys are quitters and I don't need you. The thought of quitting never crossed Katrina's mind even after being asked by her coach several times. She plans to enlist with the Air Force after graduation and plans to attend the university. And for her, I heard that she received a huge round of applause from people there that really respect what she yeah, did. Yeah, kudos. Yeah. But if you do end up, like, not doing well, it's like, who are you going to blame? <laughs> I blame my other teammates. I can't. I'm the only one. I like the fact, though, that she didn't quit. And I see that too much in our kids today. I do. I see it too much in, in and, and, and I see with my, I used to see it with my son, but I see it with a lot of kids is they give up now so easy. 
And some of that is they get bored, right? Like, you know, they get bored because there's so much. They're taking in information after information after information. It's information overload. It's fun overload, whatever it is. It's TikTok. We're in a society where you only do something for five seconds. But if there's something new, something hard, and they don't get it on the first or second time, it's like, oh, man, I'm quitting, right? Like, I can't be Lionel Messi or LeBron James, so there's no reason for me to try the sport anymore, right? I can't be uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, going back, dating myself, or, or you know, uh, Connor McDavid is a great hockey player right now. Or, so I'm done, right? I can't, I can't do that, so I, I got to quit. And that is wrong. That's why I say team sports is so amazing. Sports are because the the it teaches you so much about yourself and life. Even if you're only in it to get that portion of it, right? You're putting your kid in it and nah, I don't really want to do this because you're 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 learning. You're learning to overcome. You're learning to 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 get past failure. You're learning to do all of those things. And I, we just don't do that enough with kids. We don't. You know, my mom growing up, you know, you went to school, you went to church, and you played a sport. Those are the rules. And to this day, she's raising my nieces and nephews. Well, she's raising my nephews. She's adopted them all. And guess what they do? They go to school, they go to church, and they play a sport. Still. That's what they do. And the sport side of thing is so huge. I look at my life, and if it wasn't for sports, I wouldn't be where I am rambling and rumbling and bumbling on the radio 323-538-2423 at chad benson shows your twitter tweet at us text the program i just thought that was kind of a cool story she's like you know small little town everybody quit she went to the state championships by herself and did her thing good for you girl good for you it's the chad benson show this is the chad benson show Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's funny watching the media jump around as they try to figure out how they play this department of energy. Hey, we think that what's going on over here in China, uh, the COVID thing, came from a lab. Now, now uh, we think that based on what evidence we can find, which is scant, but, you know, circumstantial evidence is some of the stuff we have. Apparently, there is new evidence that they say they uncovered. And here's the weird thing. They let this report out because the Republicans now have control. And they're saying, we're looking into this a lot more. So slowly but surely, stuff's coming out. And I go back this, and I continue to go back this over and over and over and over again. For Americans, yes, we'd love to get to the bottom, but for me, for you, for all of us, my biggest issue, we were told we couldn't ask the question. My biggest issue is we were told we weren't allowed to know anything except whatever they told us. My biggest question about this is why in God's name 
did you tell us we couldn't ask questions about where it came from? Why in God's name did you almost act as some sort of defunct, uh, uh, you know, arm of the Chinese party? That's what I want to know. Why did you censor people? Why did you tell them they can't ask the question, myself included? My uncle and I were talking about this last night. We got suspended from Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook on numerous questions. Not saying certain that it came from a place, but asking the question. Asking the question. That's my big issue with this. But they're doing everything they can to try to figure out how to quiet it down because the last thing they want to know is the crazy people out there who, you know, you maskers, you're pissed because, wait a minute, what are you saying that masking didn't work, six feet apart didn't work? What are you saying that the vaccines weren't 100%? What are you saying that, oh, I'm no conspiracy theorist. I'm a skeptic. I'm an open-minded skeptic. But I was not allowed to ask a question. I was not allowed to question because thine authority came from the government and from the powers that be. And they're doing everything they can to make it, including the media, to make it look like they, well, we weren't complicit in any of this. We were just going by what the experts were saying. How did the experts, first of all, how can you as an individual who's quote unquote an expert, who sees none of the data, automatically say, oh, this thing came from nature. Well, have you seen the data? No, I've not seen any of the data. So you know for certain it's come from, yes, it's 100% certain. CNN jumping hoops today, everybody. Why? Because they've got egg on their face. They've got egg on their face. Yesterday, KJP. Are there any plans for the administration to release an unclassified version of the Energy Department's origins, uh, COVID origin report? If not, why is the administration choosing to keep uh, that assessment classified? So again, I don't want to get ahead, uh, don't want to confirm a story, so I'm not certainly not going to answer that from here. The president wants to get to the bottom of this because he thinks it's incredibly important uh, to, to figure out, to get a sense of uh, where uh, COVID-19 originated from. Yeah. Does he really, though? Because we've got our butts so far up China's ass, and they've got their heads so far up our ass. I I don't even know. But it should piss every one of us off. Because now we're in a situation here where we we don't really want to talk about it, but we definitely kind of do. They fired back at us. But remember, it's always with low confidence as they want to remind us with low confidence. The White House insisting tonight that the president is on top of it. But that assessment was made with low confidence. We're too fragmented. And the bottom line here is there is no smoking gun, no consensus. And without cooperation from China, the U.S. only has access to limited information. Yeah, of course. Of course. So wait. Without confidence from China, I mean, without cooperation from China, which we're never going to get. Remember, they allowed the WHO to come, not the band, which would be fantastic. By the way, the band would have probably got uh, uh, a better welcome and probably got further into whether or not it came from the lab than the actual WHO, World Health Organization, ever did. I know Roger Daltrey would not take any crap, right? Pete Townsend would be over there throwing blows and hitting people with guitars if he had to. But the who got to go there a year afterwards 
said, well, we're not quite sure. We'd like to come back. And China said, nah, nah, it's not happening. It's not happening. Remember, at this point, for me, and I think for a lot of other people out there, it is not about where it came from because we're never going to hold them responsible. Even if it came out today that, it, it, that, that they leaked it on purpose, I doubt anybody's doing anything. $20 trillion in damage, five to seven million people dead. Nobody's got the balls to do anything about it. So we're going to just continue on this path of, of BS, of like, you know, tiptoeing around each other uh, the way that we do this bizarre song and dance crap. But here at home, here at home, here in America, I'm still pissed, and you should still be pissed too, that you weren't even allowed to ask a question without being labeled a lunatic, a psycho, a xenophobe, a conspiracy theorist. You weren't allowed to ask a question because we should totally trust the government all the time. Wrong. Our nation exists because we didn't trust. That's our, our we, we're like, ah, we don't trust these guys over in England. They're not giving us any representation. They want money from us. They're thieves. Let's band together. There's a certain distrust that comes with being an American towards our government. And the big tech companies out there who played games, looking at you. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Hope all is well with you. You survived bare minimum Monday. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, today, uh, finally gets underway. SCOTUS gets to hear the big case when it comes to student learns. The president's team argues that they have emergency authority under the pandemic to make sure that people aren't made worse off. And they argue that wiping away these loans is the only way and the best way to make sure that so many of these student debtors aren't made worse off because of all the the tumult that we saw after COVID hit. Uh, No, sorry. Again, why do you get to wipe away student loans based on something? And this is the crazy thing. Do you even know what it's based off of? So the the, the HEROES Act, that was what, 2003? Something like that, 2002? That they can just wipe away all these debts. So there's some 40 million people that may be eligible for this. And over half of borrowers owe less than 20K. So a half a trillion dollars they're going to wipe away based on an act that was set up in 2003 for the... So your emergency powers are, hey, we did something way back when, after after September 11th, And so we're going to take that and we're going to roll it out 20 years because of the pandemic. And this is ridiculous. You know it and I know it. So uh, six largely Republican-led states, which uh, allege the plan will harm the state's revenues and agencies that hold student loans to Texas residents with federal student loans debt, who challenged the debt relief plan because they wouldn't benefit at all. That's the other side of it. So you have this means testing where, hold on a second, you're giving debt relief to people who have student loans only if, though, they're at this threshold or under. 
So you're not giving it to everybody. So you're getting it from both sides. And their whole thought is, well, it's a national emergency. And because it's a national emergency, we're allowed to get rid of all kinds of stuff. Well, my God, if that was true, why don't you just declare a national emergency all the time and just get rid of crap? Hey, these people need help over here. You know what the best thing to do? Let's declare a national emergency on something. And based on the HEROES Act from 2003, which had nothing to do with the pandemic, we can just wipe away student loans. What about why not go a step further? Get rid of people's car payments if you make X amount of dollars or under. Well, they wouldn't do that. Are you kidding me? Give them an opportunity. Give them an opportunity to hand free money to somebody. And they will. You know it and I know it. Buying is so much easier than campaigning for votes. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, there's other things too. Like I said, we're getting ready to do a big pod- podcast. It's going to be a little bit more interactive. And uh, there may be some bad words. I just want to alert you guys to that so you guys don't freak out and go, oh my God, he said a bad word. I don't like that. Uh, so be able to check that out. We can do it on YouTube and a bunch of other things. Uh, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little bit fun. We'll go in depth into a few things that we just don't have time to go to because uh, we're limited with time. Right? We've only got so many hours to spend with you a day. That's what I tell my kids. I only got so many hours to spend with you a day. Just take what you can get. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. This portion of the program is brought to you by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There is a lot of people out there struggling. You know, last week we talked about, and, and the last couple of weeks, you know, the CDC report that girls are struggling, guys are struggling, but in particular, youngsters are struggling with what's going on in the world. And BetterHelp can help you with that. Getting in to see a therapist has never been easier. You fill out a questionnaire with BetterHelp and away you go. It's simple. It's easy. And you get to do it from the comfort of your home. And so many people send me texts and they tweeted at me and they about, hey, what's the name of that company again? I said, it's BetterHelp. They've helped my, my, my eldest who is struggling. She struggled through the pandemic. She fell behind with learning. There was a lot of things that was going on. She, she struggled. She's on the spectrum with autism. And yet this was able to be a part of what she needed. And I know it can help you guys as well. So why not try it if you're struggling with something or maybe you just need to bounce some stuff off somebody and get some opinions. Maybe it's a big life decision. BetterHelp can help you with that. Right now, save 10% on your first month. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Benson. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Benson. BetterHelp dot com slash Benson. At Chad Benson Show, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. This is the Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. I got to get out of here. I think I'm going to lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Do a new TikTok trend. One day's should actually be about doing almost nothing, as little as possible, and not feeling bad about it. This is something called Bare Minimum Monday. You knew it was time for something new. So one Monday last year, you woke up and gave yourself permission to do the absolute bare minimum for work that day. And everything felt different. The pressure was gone. Your work was easier. And you felt better. The work was easier because you didn't do it. My God, what the hell is wrong with us? I'm just curious. What the hell is wrong with us? Bare minimum Mondays. So basically... It's Sunday light because somebody's got a case of the scary Sundays. 
It's a thing. It's a real thing on TikTok. And there are a lot of young workers who are saying, look, the Sunday scaries turn into this unproductive, anxiety-ridden Monday, the least favorite workday of the week. And so they're focusing on a little bit of self-care. They're easing out of the weekend and into the week and saying they're going to do the very bare minimum. It's the latest in, remember, quiet quitting. And there's cyber loafing where you look like you're busy at work, but really you're using the company time and material for, you know, doing your own personal stuff. Cyber loafing, bare minimum Mondays, quiet quitting. You know what I don't hear? Working. <laughs> I don't hear any of that. Well, Chad, you got to understand something. Uh, I've had a tough time. No, I don't. What the hell are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm only doing so much. I got the Sunday scaries and oh, geez. And I just, man, I'm struggling. I was in corporate America for three years, spiraled into burnout so fast. It only took me to age 25 to wind up with several health issues. Like I was in a bad place. Why? Why were you in a bad place? Just I'm curious. Why were you in a bad place? You had a bad job. So you moved somewhere else. But bare minimum? That's what... Uh, this is... It's insane. And we're, we're like, well, this is, you know, because people want to... They want to feel good. They want to feel happy. They want to feel like they're, 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 they're doing something... No, no. It's because your life is so good. You got nothing to bitch about. You got nothing to fight about. So you make up this crazy thing in your mind that I'm, I'm going to stand up to the man, which is my job. I'm only going to do the bare minimum because you've only paid me in my mind... I'm worth far more than what you're paying me. So you're going to get 30 hours a week or 25 hours a week uh, of work for me, not 40 hours a week because you're not paying me for 40. In my mind, you're like, this is insane. Well, I'm only going to work the bare minimum on Mondays because, you know, I had Sunday scaries and I have bare minimum Mondays and uh, ta-da Tuesdays, which is maybe I'll do some work. Maybe I won't. Are you blanking kidding me? It's a burnout prevention strategy. Like... There's a reason the tortoise and the hare story has stuck around for so long. Oh, please tell me. You know what the tortoise did? Never stopped. Never stopped. You guys never start. This younger generation. I was talking to my buddy yesterday. Uh, we do the show here locally. And and he and I, we, we both, you know, I mean... It, it, uh, I was willing to do anything when I first started. You want me to work for free? I'll work for free. You want me to work overnights pushing one button just so I could be in the station? I'll do it. You want me to do, you know, commercials for, you know, PSAs? You want me to do the weather report? I just want to learn. There wasn't like, oh, God, I can't believe I got to come in. I don't get that from so many young people. Now, I do see young people that strive, that kick ass, and that are competent. And you, it's amazing how fast they rise. But you've got this other generation that feels like they deserve something. And, oh, God, heaven forbid you ask him to actually do some work. Oh, my God. One morning I woke up and audibly gave myself permission. You have permission to do the absolute bare minimum today. Insane what happened the moment I let myself off the hook a little bit. <laughs> Hope she's not a surgeon. Uh, I know this person needs a new heart, but I'm going to give myself, I give myself permission to just do enough and maybe not the whole thing because it's just too much stress.
Are you blanking kidding me? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet and text the program. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, Crane's a nightmare. Big time. Big, big, big time. Battles going on. It's getting uglier. Uh, China is, of course, in the, the crosshairs now of us and them. Not to mention the fact that the aid that is going to uh, Ukraine is going to be in the cross. It's going to be a huge deal. In this next election cycle, uh, Ukraine and what happens there, uh, not just the money we're giving, obviously, what's happening with China and them? Janet Yellen, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, she has been in Kiev underscoring yet more support from the United States. $1.25 billion in economic and budgetary aid. That is part of a $10 billion package. And as we go into the second year of this war, it just feels like the global fallout is just growing. The United States is warning China not to arm Russia. It says if it does, the consequences for this country would be dire. President Biden has said if that happens, the United States would respond. I don't even know what that means. Respond how? Just curious about how we're going to respond. Like, what are we going to do to China? Does anybody know? Does anybody have any ideas? I mean, the, the reality is we're just talking about COVID. More than likely, at least the question should be asked, they, 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 it's something escaped from a lab in China, they knew that it was deadly and potentially 7 million plus people? Up to 25 or so trillion dollars lost, not to mention all of the other things when it comes to lost education, all this. We didn't do anything. No. No. Out of, you know, who knows what? We don't want to be called xenophobes. The world doesn't want to be mean to China. So, but the world also worships the dollars, worships the pound, worships the euro, the lira, whatever it is. The worship is there. We like cheap goods. We want to be able to sell our products there because it's such a massive market. So, if I'm China, I call the bluff all day long. Hell, what do you guys want? We'll give you airplanes. We don't care. We know nobody's going to do anything to us because I don't know if we ha- I don't know if us in the West has the look. If a fight came down, there's no doubt in my mind who would win. I don't for a second think that they would win. But I think that we would never want that fight like maybe they would push to want a fight. We would give in. We would allow certain things to happen until it got to the point where it was, you know, ridiculous. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, absolutely. And frustrating as hell. For all of us. 
But alas, this is where we are. This is where we are. And what's going to happen? I mean, you know, we're hearing today that there were drones that hit overnight into the wee hours of the morning in Russia. They hit radio, television hacks. They hit certain things there in Moscow. They closed down in St. Petersburg, the, the airspace. How real is that? Because what dies is the first thing or the first casualty of war is truth. That's, that's, that's the truth on that. Because we don't trust anything. And that's part of the whole conspiracy theory side. I was talking to my uncle last night, because you guys know, he and I, uh, uh, we goof around, we talk about a lot of different things. We call it the ride home. And we always, we, 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 we record it, but we never release it because we're like, we're so going to get canceled just because we're so full of baloney and goofing around, uh, you know, the stuff we say. But the facts are is it's good to question but you get to the point where you question everything, you start even questioning yourself, and not in a good way. We're like the conspiracy is the conspiracy on top of the conspiracy. It's like watching the Ant-Man movies. Like how many different levels of of you know of of universes do I have to go to? And you start thinking to yourself, I don't even know where I am anymore. <laughs> I've watched some of those, you know? It's like we're well, in the quantum verse. I'm in this verse. I'm in that. You're at the point. It's like, I don't even know how to get back. <laughs> Where did you live? I couldn't tell you. So when I see that there was a bunch of, you know, I've heard today Belarusian separatists. I've heard that it may be a false flag because what I put it past the Russians. I've All of those things I've heard. But if it's the Ukrainians and they're getting into the drone crashing into their buildings and blowing stuff up. That's a whole new level of the war that we've not seen. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, a lot of the other things. San Francisco's got reparations. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But the way they came up, the math formula on how California came up for it is pretty awesome. Uh, I, I, I laugh at some of this stuff. But this is what happens when you allow certain things to take place and you allow blue states to run wild uh, uh, and blue cities to run wild and do crazy stuff. You allow homelessness and all this stuff. Case in point, Portland. Looking at you, Portland. God bless you. I love it. Beautiful city. Can't go there anymore. It's gross. Why? Because you've allowed it to become the same thing. I can't go to San Francisco unless I want to smell urine and just look at people have sex and crap everywhere. Outside of a few areas. San Francisco? Hmm. Portland? Huh? Southeast Portland family says they've had enough of a seemingly endless string of intruders next door. They say they have empathy for the homeless, but now they say their own lives are being put on the line by fires that have nearly spread to their home. They say they're at their breaking point because of what they say has been problem after problem for the last five years. Fires have been happening off and on, major ones, and this last one actually came to our property and set our property on fire. Within 12 hours of that first initial fire, another fire popped up and they had to be called again. Oh, well, that's your fault for having a place that you could live being a sheltered individual. That's your problem. They have every right to start a fire. That's the way some nut jobs look at it. They have every right to do that. They have every right for those things. You are a lucky person who is sheltered. They are unsheltered. 
Jacob Adams has been pushed to his limit, forced to buy his own fire extinguishers. My wife was screaming and propane tanks were igniting off on the fire. He recalls multiple thefts off of his property, even allegedly catching one culprit red-handed. Adams says the list goes on and on, claiming drug use, fights, and the like are all too common right next door at this home with eviction notices galore. I don't know how many times I've talked to police because people are, you know, screaming or someone's ODing. Countless, countless first responders called. You know, we all have to love our neighbor no matter who they are, but at the point when they start setting your place on fire is maybe when it becomes more difficult. Maybe? It's not about having a disdain for the individuals. And I think this is where people who, who, who when you bring up the, the unsheltered, the homeless, the drug addicts, uh, the the lifestyle of hippiness that has been transformed to drug abuse, the mentally ill. This is where everybody loses the plot because some people say these people just need a hand up. Look, they didn't just miss a rent payment. They've gotten to this point because they've made poor choices along the way. Tons of poor choices along the way. And it's not about whether or not you like them or don't like them. And you can sympathize. The reality is, is I don't like the way that you've allowed this to happen. Whether it's San Francisco, whether it's you, Portland, Seattle, anywhere. I don't like the way that you've allowed this to happen. You've allowed this to take root. You've nurtured this insanity. You've, 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 you've watered after you planted the seed of insanity. You continue to give in over and over again. You make it about feelings and not fact. And be damned all of you who complain about what's going on. Be damned. Doesn't matter that you don't feel safe. None of that matters. Running over there, I had to drag it about four times. I had to drag the hose back. This 83-year-old vet, like Adams, is at the end of his rope. And I felt safer walking downtown in Saigon when I was over in Vietnam than I do here in Portland. Both men fearful they may have no choice but to leave the city they know and love. I was born here. I love the city. It's the best city in the world. And it seems like all the stuff that they're doing is enabling the homeless people. But when we call them, you know, it's like everything's on deaf ears and the police hands are tied because they can't vacate people. No. And, and you just heard that there, right? That, to me, was amazing. I felt safer in Saigon than now. Ooh. Yeah, I felt safer in Saigon than I do now. And because of that, I'm thinking about moving. Because you've enabled people in the want to be fair and equitable and kind and not push anybody and say that everybody's got their rights to do whatever they want to do and camp wherever they want to camp and do any of those things, you've allowed them to feed their addiction. You've allowed them to commit crimes. You've enabled them to make things worse for everybody else, including themselves, because you want to feel good about yourself. In Jacob Adams' words, he just wants something, anything to be done, whether it's from the city or the homeowner, he doesn't care. He just wants he and his wife to feel safe once again in their own home. Yeah. Portland's not interested in that. They're not. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things that are other things. 
and there are plenty of other things. We're coming up. We're going to talk about San Francisco. They're, they're, how they've got to the tabulation for their reparations is spectacular. <laughs> it is spectacular. How'd you do it? Oh, it's a super tough. We had to pull out an abacus, right? We got actuaries. We got all this stuff. We put it all together. You guys are going to hear this for me. You're going to be like, wow, those guys were working hard. And gals, and gals, don't want to leave anybody out. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram. I love my dog. You know what I do? I give my dog the best stuff around. Rough greens. K9 Vitasmart. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. All this incredible stuff. I give it to my dog every single day because I love my dog. My older dog's almost 15 and a half, maybe 16-ish, somewhere in there. Doodle, you guys hear me talk about him all the time. He is crazy, fun, bouncy, happy, healthier than he's ever been. If you love your animals like I love my animals, I love my pets, but I love my dogs because my dogs spend, I spend so much more time with my dogs uh, than, than a lot of my other pets, which are more looking kind of things. And so does my family. And I want them healthy and happy. And my, my daughter loves the dogs. My son loves the dogs. And you love your animals. Just try this. You won't be disappointed. Get a bag for free. It's not going to cost you anything. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to roughgreens.com slash Chad. Get a bag today. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms said it had proof that the Branch Davidians, an offshoot of Seventh-day Adventists, were illegally modifying and stockpiling guns at their compound called Mount Carmel. When ATF agents tried to serve arrest warrants, they were met with gunfire. Four agents and six Davidians were killed, and a standoff began. It ended 51 days later when the compound burned to the ground, killing more than 80 people inside. It was horrible, and I remember that. Today, it's funny, though, like they said, the 30th anniversary. It's not an anniversary. Like, you're married for 30 years. Like, that's an anniversary. It's like, they make it like, what do you get somebody on the 30th anniversary of something that was horrific? (laughs) I don't know. It was. If you don't remember it, you know, maybe you're a little bit younger and you're only uh, a few years old. Maybe, uh, you know, you're much younger and it happened afterwards. It's like we work some we work with a couple millennials who it's that are here and they were like, I was two when, you know, the towers fell. I'm like, oh, you know, because you think everybody remembers that. But it was a horrible situation. Right. I mean, you had David Koresh and uh, there was, you know, this. There's, there's no doubt there was weird stuff going on in there, but then you get into the Bureau, you know, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, the ATF, the search warrants, the firing, everybody freaked out, the FBI. Next thing you know, you got tear gas flying everywhere. It just became absolutely horrific. And he was a nut job. There was no doubt about that. That being said, They made him a martyr to some people. 
including a few people like Timothy McVeigh, who then in the uh, 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 the we're going to get back at you, bombed Oklahoma City along with Terry Nichols. So, but it was just it was it was horrific because that was one of the first times I think because CNN was right in its heyday of the breaking news and it was news they weren't there was no people giving you know their opinions it was just news and watching it day by day you know going back there and then there they were and they're all out there and they're filming it and they're playing music and they're doing all this stuff and who knows what's going on and they're intercepting it, it you know calls and and you know communications between and it's people come out and give a briefing and then everybody go back there and you see everybody standing behind their cars with their guns and it was a you know looking for signs of life and movement and then all hell broke loose but you could see the hell breaking loose and then it just went sideways then it burned down it was horrific in today's world they would tiktok the hell out of it Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. People are still asking questions. Hey, is, is anything going on in Ohio? Are we going to fix that problem? Ohio's EPA says the city's municipal tap water here is safe. Still, residents here are stocking up on free cases of water. And at the city council meeting last night, I got a chance to speak with the mayor of this town. He says while he's been critical of President Biden for not visiting here, he says that still going forward in the coming weeks, a visit from President Biden would go a long way to reassure this community and restore faith and the safety of its water and air. What was well, so wait. Him showing up would you be like, you know what? I wasn't going to breathe the air or drink the water or plant anything. But now that the the oxygen has shown up, uh, I feel good about it. No. No. I'm not drinking that water. I'm not planting anything. There are 43,000 animals plus that have died. People are sick. They've got chemical bronchitis and more and these are a lot of things that we won't even know how bad it is for potentially months or years so you saying the tap water is solid no thanks i'm not trusting by the way how many of you out there just drink regular tap water anyways probably not a lot of you You got some sort of filter on your on your refrigerator on your faucets your kitchen sink (laughs) so I'm not sure I'm buying all the things the EPA is selling right now. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. This here be the one, the only Chad Benson show. This is the Chad Benson show.